We're back with some more college basketball action here for Thursday, January 26th. And finally back home, finally back in the normal recording spot. Hopefully, you know, back to a little bit more standard shows um, here going forward for the next little bit. Got a decent slate of games on tap for today. So let's jump right into it. Now, starting out today's show, taking a look at Stetson taking on Liberty. Stetson comes into this game as the 264th overall team in the hot debit power ranking. Liberty is the 87th overall team. And, you know, for Stetson, come into this game following the win over Jacksonville State in their last one. And overall, it's a Stetson team that's been fairly impressive this season, especially in A-Sun play. Come into this game 6-2 and two on the year here in conference play have really been a solid team. But Liberty has also been, you know, one of the top teams in the A-Sun this year for Liberty. Only one loss on the year in conference play. Get a great win over North Florida in their last game. And, and offensively, they've been a great shooting team. Liberty hitting a 55.5 effective field goal percentage on the year and 37.3% from beyond the arc. But Stetson has also been strong on the offensive side of the ball. They've also been a strong shooting team this season. A 54.1 effective field goal percentage on the year, hitting 39.1% from beyond the arc. Jalen Blackman leads the way with 13.4 points per game and offensively it's really hard to differentiate what these teams have done this season now where the spread gets so big in this game is certainly on the defensive side of the ball liberty has had the much better shot defense um going into this game but one area that stetson has really impressed me outside of just shooting is in the turnover department they do a really great job holding on to the basketball not creating you know unnecessary turnovers they're only turning it over on 16.1 percent of their possessions liberty not bad either but a little bit worse off turning it over on 17% of theirs and overall when it comes down to this game yes Liberty is a very very tough team um, and it's looked very good here in a sun play but as solid as they are this is a huge spread for a game like this Stetson has been solid on the offensive side of the ball they've been solid in a sun play and even going on the road here in this game I think they're able to keep this one competitive taking them plus 13 and a half here against Liberty Next up, we go to the Big Ten as Iowa takes on Michigan State. Iowa comes into this game as the 24th overall team in the hot tip power ranking. Michigan State is the 32nd overall team for Michigan State. Come into this game following the loss to Indiana, and they have struggled a bit as of late. You know, one and three in their last four games. Now, granted, played a very competitive close game against Purdue that ultimately, you know, had opportunities to win, but, you know, do still end up losing it. And it's a Michigan State team that certainly looked to bounce back here in this one as far as iowa goes coming to this game following the loss to ohio state in their last game and, and while i don't love iowa as a whole it's, it's hard to deny um they have been a strong team on the offensive side of the ball this season shooting a 51.9 effective field goal percentage on the year 34.4 percent from beyond the arc obviously a lot of that comes from chris murray who's dropping 21.3 points per game and certainly you know didn't think he'd be near what his brother was but really is just balling out and is looking like a great player um, for this Hawkeyes team this season but Michigan State has also been good on the offensive side of the ball a 50.8 effective field goal percentage on the year they have been great from the perimeter hitting 37.4 percent from three Tyson Walker is a big part of that 
14.3 points per game for him now he is technically questionable more probable for this game um he's had an illness that he's been dealing with but looks like he's going to be playing here in this one and in defensively michigan state certainly has an advantage going into this game that's really why i love them so much in this matchup their shot defense has really just been tremendous this season only giving up a 46.3 effective field goal percentage on the year iowa on the other hand it really just is not a great defensive team their shot defense has not looked good at all allowing a 51.1 effective field goal percentage of the year and giving up 34.3 percent from beyond the arc michigan state perimeter defense wise only allowing 30.5 percent from beyond the arc and while it's a michigan state team that has certainly struggled against some of the better teams they have played this year um it's a team that's also looked good at home and you know going up against iowa here in this one after a few disappointing performances i really think their defense shows up and, and takes control of this one i think iowa struggles against that michigan state defense on the road taking the spartans minus three here against iowa Next up on the card, we got Florida Gulf Coast taking on Queens. Florida Gulf Coast comes into this game as the 200th overall team in the hot tip of power ranking. Queens is the 247th overall team. And it's a Queens team that I have absolutely loved watching this season. And it seems like the last few years, you know, there's been at least one, you know, exciting new team in Division One. Queens has certainly been that team this season, really has just played some great games. And yeah, they've struggled a bit more since conference play has started for sure coming to this game following the loss to jacksonville but by no means are they a bad team and on the offensive side of things they really have just done a good job shooting the ball this season a 53.3 effective field goal percentage on the year hitting 36.4 percent from beyond the arc kenny die has really looked like a great shot scorer and a great player for this queen's team 17.1 points per game for him um, and as far as florida gulf coast goes you know have had some struggles they are 14 and 7 on the year um but it hasn't all been impressive wins by any means i mean coming to this game following the loss to kennesaw state in their last one you know offensively they have certainly struggled some this season only a 49.7 effective field goal percentage on the year and only hitting 33.5 percent from beyond the arc and then defensively it hasn't been a ton better for this florida gulf coast team um, one area that they have struggled in on both sides of the ball is in the rebound department only pulling down 30.2 percent off the offensive glass queens pulling down 32.3 percent off the offensive glass queens has also been a strong defensive rebounding team pulling down 73.1 percent off the defensive glass florida gulf coast pulling down 70.6 percent um really it's a florida gulf coast team that i think is just going to struggle here in this game and it's a Queens team that I think bounces back after a couple of losses um, and gets back on the right track, taking them to win this one minus 110 here against Florida Gulf Coast. Next up on Thursday's card, we got Coastal Carolina taking on James Madison. Coastal Carolina comes into this game as the 202nd overall team in the hot tip of power ranking. James Madison is the 149th overall team. And, you know, for Coastal Carolina come into this game following the loss to Chicago State in their last one. And, and overall, it's a team that just hasn't looked that great this season um, in Coastal Carolina. James Madison, on the other hand, has played pretty well this season. They do come into this game following the loss to Southern Miss, but that by no means is a bad loss, especially on the road. And, and offensively, it's a James Madison team that has played well. They've really done an outstanding job shooting the basketball this season, a 53.3 effective field goal percentage on the year, hitting 35.1% from beyond the arc. Vaughn Morris leads the way with 13 points per game. Offensively, it's just a James Madison team. Um, that has played well this season and, and overall you can't quite say the same thing about this coastal carolina team 
for Coastal Carolina have not done a great job shooting the ball. Only a 47.9 effective field goal percentage of the year, only hitting 31.3% from beyond the arc. And, and unfortunately for Coastal Carolina, their struggles don't get a ton better on the defensive side of things, giving up a 53.3 effective field goal percentage on the year and allowing 36.4% from beyond the arc. James Madison, on the other hand, has been strong on both sides of the ball. Their shot defense has really looked strong this season, only allowing 49.9 effective field goal percentage from their opponents and only giving up 31.2% from beyond the arc. It's a James Madison team that has played well this season and Coastal Carolina going on the road. I think you're really going to struggle in this matchup. Taking James Madison, minus 12 here against Coastal Carolina. And quickly, before we get into the second half of the show, if you haven't already checked out the website, head over to hottipbets.com. Got college basketball, NBA, NHL, NFL, UFC, and horse racing picks being posted up there every single day. So make sure you take a look at all of that. Also, follow the Hot Tip Bets main account at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content being posted over there, as well as on BetStamp where you can get early access to all of my picks and get a notification every single time that I place a bet. And last but definitely not least, if you're watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on here for Thursday's card. Let's get into these final three games. Now we head to my favorite mid-major conference for this next game. Got South Dakota State taking on St. Thomas. South Dakota State comes into this game as the 122nd overall team in the hot-to-bit power ranking. St. Thomas is the 275th overall team. And there's a lot to talk about with both these teams this season. Obviously, St. Thomas started the season off pretty hot, have struggled a little bit as of late, definitely looking to rebound after three straight losses um, coming into this game. You know, a loss to Western Illinois in their last game certainly was not their best performance of the season. But with how great South Dakota State was last season, they certainly have not lived up to those expectations by any means. Now, don't get me wrong. They've been a much stronger team during Summit League play, really have you know looked much, much better. But offensively, they're still just not a great team shooting the basketball. Only a 49.9 effective field goal percentage on the year. They're only hitting 32.5% from beyond the arc. Now, they have been one of the best free throw shooting teams in the entire nation, hitting 80.8% um, of their free throws. But so is St. Thomas. St. Thomas is hitting 78% of their free throws. Both these teams in the top 15 when it comes to free throw shooting. And overall, St. Thomas, outside of that, has just been the much better team offensively. They do a great job shooting the basketball. A 52.6 effective field goal percentage in the year. They've been deadly from beyond the arc, hitting 36.6% from three. Andrew Road has led the way for this St. Thomas team with 15 points per game. Offensively, it's a St. Thomas team that is just playing some good, good basketball. Now, granted, their defense isn't great and, and that's certainly some of the flaws um, that the St. Thomas team has had this season but it's not like the South Dakota State defense has been you know leaps and bounds tremendously better giving up a 50.7 effective field goal percentage and 30 2.7% um, from beyond the arc and going on the road here in this game. I think it's a South Dakota State team that is really going to struggle, um, even though they did look very impressive in the first meeting between these two teams when they were at home. I think it's the St. Thomas team that, that coming off of a few losses, looking to get revenge on that first meeting, uh, really bounces back in this game and does it in a pretty big fashion. Taking them to win this one, minus 110 here against South Dakota State. Now we head out to the Pac-12 as Colorado takes on Oregon. Colorado comes into this game as the 58th overall team in the high-tip power ranking. Oregon is the 45th overall team. 
for Colorado come into this game following the win over Washington State and you know Colorado is one of those teams especially just where they're geographically positioned in the conference um, their road home splits are, are certainly a big story and we saw that you know to fruition um, in the first meeting between these two teams Oregon has always struggled going into Boulder has really never played well there um, you know at least the last few years for sure um, and we saw that in the first meeting between these two teams but obviously Colorado has struggled a bit more on the road this season Oregon has been a better team at home um, but Oregon did struggle against Stanford on Saturday granted that game was on the road um, but on the season it's just an Oregon team that hasn't shot the ball that great this season I um, mean knows notably from the perimeter only hitting 30.4 percent from three also only hitting a 51 effective field goal percentage on the year um, now granted Colorado isn't a crazy much better shooting team um, they have been just slightly better um, you know only a 50.1 effective field goal percentage on the year but they are hitting 31.5 percent from beyond the arc and KJ Simpson has been a decent scorer and a decent playmaker for this Colorado team on the season as a whole um, hitting 17.4 points per game but defensively Colorado has been a strong team only allowing a 47.1 effective field goal percentage and 32.5 percent from beyond the arc Oregon not much worse a 48 effective field goal percentage and giving up 32.9 percent from beyond the arc and while it's certainly not an Oregon team that has been terrible this season um really good to, to better opponents they just haven't shown up and haven't looked nearly as great and I really just don't love what Dana Altman has put together this season and on paper sure these are two teams that are fairly evenly matched and going on the road isn't going to be an easy spot for Colorado by any means I mean God knows how awful this Oregon core is to at least look at on TV I don't know <laughs> what that affects the players um, in real life but I think going on the road Colorado in this game is able to keep it close I think Oregon really struggles in this one taking Colorado plus five here against Oregon. I would close out Thursday's show with Utah Valley taking on Southern Utah. Utah Valley comes into this game as the 105th overall team in the high tip power ranking southern utah is the 142nd overall team and you know both these teams have played you know fairly great this season utah valley comes into this game winning 13 of their last 14 games really have gone on a great stretch here their only loss coming on the road um, against seattle and you know speaking of seattle southern utah comes into this game following a loss to seattle you know both these teams definitely need to win this game to try to compete with seattle for you know the top of the whack this season but but overall utah valley has been a strong whack team and southern utah hasn't been far behind them um offensively speaking you know they're two fairly evenly matched opponents utah valley a 50.8 effective field goal percentage and 32.7 percent from beyond the yard justin Harmon has led the way for them with 13.8 points per game um but like i said utah uh, southern utah um not far behind them offensively shooting wise a 52.5 effective field goal percentage and 33.7 percent from beyond the arc but really i think the advantage for Utah Valley in this game is going to come on the defensive side of the ball. Their defense has really just played very, very well this season. Their shot defense has been absolutely outstanding, only giving up a 44.3 effective field goal percentage of the season, while Southern Utah has allowed a 51.6 effective field goal percentage from their opponents. Southern Utah also giving up 36.4% from beyond the arc, while Utah Valley has held their opponents to 31.3% from beyond the arc. And even going on the road here in this game, you know, in a whack game that has a lot of meaning, a lot of importance, I think it's one that Utah valley wins keeps the the winning streak minus one game alive but i guess they're on a winning streak at this point again um, but keeps it alive gets the win on the road here taking them minus 110 here against southern utah